Hey, this is Nick Romolini, and welcome to another episode of The Blank Page. A couple housekeeping things real quick before I get into the episode. I just wanted to add a quick addendum addendum to last week's episode about the the sandwiches. I got another sandwich today for lunch, my wife and I did, and it's from a sandwich shop, and I got like this banh mi type of thing, and she got like a tuna salad Hoagie, I guess, is what it would be considered, you know, but it's a tuna salad sandwich on a long roll. They put them in boxes. <laughs> I don't understand. The, the method of putting a sandwich, wrapping it in paper is tried and true. And so many places out here put their sandwiches in fucking cardboard boxes. It's just so unnecessary. It's so wasteful. Just wrap it in paper. I've gotten bagels before that came in fucking boxes. <laughs> Makes literally no sense to me. And that's it for uh, for the quick addendum to last week's episode. Also, I wanted to mention that all of these mushroom accounts keep following me on Instagram. Like my last 10 followers are all like mushroom farms, drug dealers, I guess, selling mushrooms and like... Like, I don't know how far our phones have gotten into spying on us, but anyway, I don't know. It's super fucking weird. I keep getting followed by all these psilocybin accounts. It's fucking hilarious. So anyone who's lived in Los Angeles for at least nine years, this will resonate with, and you will get this. And for anyone who's not out here, you will get this because I'm about to explain it to you. So when we moved here in 2012, we moved in August, which means that we had just lived half of a Philadelphia summer. And for anyone from the Northeast and probably many other parts of the country with wet summers, Mosquitoes are a motherfucker, obviously. And you generally, once the sun goes down, you, you, you just, you can't be outside anymore. Unless you're covering yourself in DEET or you're surrounded with citronella candles, which really don't fucking do anything. But due to LA's dry climate, when we got here in August 2012, there were no mosquitoes. Like, zero fucking mosquitoes. And it was, it was just this fringe benefit of moving out here that we couldn't have ever anticipated being a thing. But like once it became a reality, we were like, this is fucking crazy. Like there are literally no, we can be outside all summer and never have even the slightest consideration of getting bit by mosquitoes. A couple years pass. And I remember we, this was the year that we lived in Eagle Rock. I remember being out in my yard in Eagle Rock in the middle of the day. I think it was like late April. And my parents were in the yard with me and Louie, my baby. He was less than one at the time. And there were like these swarms of bugs in the air. And my dad were like, yo, man, those are mosquitoes. I was like, they're not fucking mosquitoes. There's no mosquitoes here. And that was the beginning of the end. As I record this, I'm standing in my garage. Next to me on the floor is a mosquito zapper, a bug zapper. The mosquitoes are so bad here now. And because it never freezes here, there's never a frost. 
they're here all year round. Now, of course, I've been away a long time. Maybe you didn't hear about it. You've been away a long time. They didn't go up there and tell you. So I don't quite know how bad it is. I don't really comprehend quite what it's like to have real summer mosquitoes in a real humid place. So I could be overshooting my shot here a little bit. But these fuckers are here all year. Is that one? Is that one right by my, literally right by my face? They're here all year round. They're in the house. They're in the garage. They bite through your clothing. Now, the, the strange thing is that they're active during the day and not active at night. I should say less active at night because they still bite you while you're fucking sleeping. And they also bite you first thing in the morning. So, got to clear that up a little. But they're most active in the daytime, which... I feel like it's worse. Like, I, I think it's way worse to have mosquitoes bite you all day long while you're outside than it is to, like, if you're going to go out and hang out at night to have to spray some bug spray. There are bites all over my legs. There are bites on my ass cheeks. There's bites on my neck. I have mosquito bites fucking everywhere, and I can't do anything about it. I literally can't do it. You dump all the standing water that's, stand, that's around the property. Doesn't matter. They just come back and fucking bite you more. You kill one. I hear this zapper go off while I'm getting bit. There are mosquitoes being zapped literally while another one is biting me in the fucking neck. Guys, I can't fucking take it anymore. It's driving me out of my fucking mind, these mosquitoes. And with that... <laughs> One of the greatest things about living in Los Angeles, poof, just fucking gone. Oh, well, I'm sure they're worse back east. No, motherfucker, there's no way they're worse, actually, if we're being real. Eh, they're probably worse. But this is its own form of unique torture. I was driving on the highway with uh, Louie and Francis the other day, my kids. We were driving home from somewhere, and we're driving behind a Range Rover. With the license plate, soy buff. <laughs> and Louie was like, why do they have soy buff as their license plate? And I was like, well, it's one of two reasons. They're either extremely muscular and a vegan, and they're muscular because of their soy and they're proud of it. Or they are the world's foremost expert on soy and soy products. At this exact moment, the window of Soy Buff's car comes down on the highway and a fucking banana peel just gets flung out the window. <laughs> like I tried to retell the story to my wife, but he kind of had to be there. Fucking Soy Buff, the audacity, the vegan littering our streets with uh, banana peels. So there's this other thing that happens at intersections out here that drives me out of my mind as a pedestrian, as a driver, just fucking drives me fucking crazy. So, and you might need to look at the visual for this. So there's an intersection on our walk to my son's school. Now, imagine the north-south of the intersection is a through street and it's an overpass over the highway. The west side is the off-ramp from the highway. The east side of the intersection 
is a street that leads to the highway on ramp. So what happens is there's all these people going north south on this street and the people who are going southbound and are making a left onto the street heading eastward because there's so much traffic on the eastbound street to get on the highway. The people who are making a left when it's their turn to make a left are so fucking eager to make a left and I guess so concerned that someone's going to get in front of them and take their spot if if the other person is making a right from the other direction that they just make a left. Even if there's no space, they will just turn left and they will completely block the intersection so that the cars coming northbound on the opposite side of the street can't get in front of them, can't get around them, can't get where they're going. It is absolutely mind-numbingly maddening every single time and every time i'm walking and i think to capture it i just get so angry that i forget and i black out and i no longer remember to capture it and god bless you if you were able to actually comprehend what the fuck i was just talking about in terms of my north south east west description but here's a photo the other cool really fucking cool thing about la drivers at intersections is it's like all this I don't know how to phrase it, but it's like this faux benevolence, basically. So like if you're a pedestrian and you're going to walk or even if you're a car that is turning or whatever, people will wait in their cars. But there's you could just feel the impatience. There's never any like friendliness around it. You could just feel the impatience. They don't fucking want to wait for you, but they will wait for you because it's the right thing to do. Whereas like back East, like if you're going across the street, but the car has time to go first, the car will just fucking go first. And it doesn't have to be this whole thing where we stop and we wait and we impatiently stare at the pedestrian. Like, no dude, if you had time to go in front of me, just fucking go in front of me. You don't have to make a show of stopping and waiting. I think it's just this weird thing of like always just doing the right thing, trademark. Anyway, I do really, really love Los Angeles. <laughs> I, was, I was driving home from the playground with the kids the other day. And we're driving down not a super heavily trafficked street, but one where there is a light at the intersection. And we're about... 20 feet from the intersection and so i'm going at a normal speed i'm just driving my car down the street and there's a woman pushing a stroller like like waiting to cross the street in the middle of the street 20 feet away from the stoplight where there's a crosswalk and i don't see her you know in time enough to like stop and make a big show of letting her go and i just drive and i you know stop at the intersection and then I guess she, she crossed the street after I went past her and she walks by my car and just fucking mean mugs me through the window. Doesn't say anything, doesn't say anything, but just mean mugs me and then looks straight. And I'm like, dude, like you're staring me down, but you're the one who is jaywalking with your fucking child in a stroller. Like, I just... I mean, how is that cool? Like, how is she okay to be upset with me? Like, what the fuck did I do? I didn't do anything wrong. You were the one who was trying to jaywalk, and I just proceeded as I should as a driver on the street. Doesn't make any fucking sense to me. 
And what I should have done is rolled down the window and been like, what the fuck are you looking at? <laughs> or maybe I shouldn't have. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anymore, guys. I don't, I don't know. I, I, got, I, got, I, got, I got psilocybin companies following me. I got sandwiches in fucking boxes. I got mosquitoes biting my fucking legs. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't know anymore. <laughs> I really don't know anymore. It's weird. We're having this super rainy winter here. And everything's so lush and so beautifully vibrant. I mean, my backyard still doesn't really have grass in it because despite my annual attempt to seed the grass in the, for the rainy season so we could grow some grass, it just it never has taken. So there's still patchy as fuck like clover growth and like barely any grass. And it's still basically a dirt yard that it's been for six years that we've lived here, despite my best efforts to the contrary. But everything's so lush and beautiful and green. And it's like... I went for a hike with my wife and we're just like marveling at like the beauty of the flowers. And there's like this certain type of electric green that exists here that I, I don't know if it exists elsewhere, but it feels very unique to this place. And it's just crazy to me because I know I'm recording this in the middle of April and I know that in four months, if that three months, two months, maybe the hills are going to be yellow. They're going to just be completely fucking parched. Everything's going to be water starved. And within a year or two, this place is going to be in a drought again. You know, I asked one of my friends who's from here. He grew up in Valencia or Santa Clarita, somewhere up there, up to five, some suburb. And I was like, is this always been the way it is here? And he's like, my entire life, they've only ever talked about wildfires and droughts. That's it. It's always the exact same and it's just crazy because you could have this moment and I, every single year, March and April are just fucking gorgeous. The weather is perfect. Everything's green and in bloom. And it's just, it's this really idyllic moment in time. And merely months later, all those hills are going to be yellow. Everything's just going to be like fucking kindling, like just waiting for a spark to just go up in flames. It's a strange place to live, and uh, it's strange how, to me, it feels like the dead of summer here feels like winter in other places where everything's been so starved for water that it just dies or goes dormant, and then you have this, like, winter rebirth, which is very, it's very strange, just, it's just a strange sort of opposite of where, what most places are like, you know? Uh? Sorry, sometimes I just need to do the Tim Allen home improvement sound. <laughs> Tool time or whatever the fuck. I just can't help myself. It's one of those ticks, you know. Anyway, I think that's it. I'm trying to stay a little more consistent. So I just was like, let me fucking crank one out and get this out to the people because the people are hungry. People are thirsty. The people need to be fed. Helicopter. The people are hungry, the people are thirsty, they need to be fed, they need the content, they need sandwiches and cardboard boxes, and I'm like, fuck it, let me do it. And I don't know how much more of my content is going to be so focused on my issues with LA, but I guess, I guess you're going to have to tune back in and find out. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Blank Page. My name is Nick Romolini, and I will... See you next Tuesday! 
Peace. Dear Summer, I know you gon' miss me. For we've been together like Nike Airs and Crisp Tees. S dots with polo fleeces. Purple label shit with the logo secret. Give me a couple years, shit, I might just sneak in. A couple words and like peaches and herbs. We'll be reunited and feel so hood. How the whole world saying, I still so good. Well, I do this in my slumber summer. I ain't none of these half ass newcomers. You know how I do summer. I drop heat when you bring the sun up. The combo make niggas act up. I pick a gun up. Niggas back up. They know I'm not no fronter. I don't talk shit. I just flip it on ya.